everybody. Welcome back to the Storytellers Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Hoffines, and today I am delighted and tickled pink. I just had to say that. I don't know why. To be sitting down with um, one of my best friends and someone who's not new to you, um, Colleen Clement, um, or she may be new to you if you're just tuning in for the first time. Um, And Colleen and I have been on incredible journeys together over the past, dare I say, 12 years. And, um, you know, she's been on quite a journey the past, I'm going to say 2019 through today, with some big transition right before COVID, her family made a big decision to move to Denver, Colorado. And really, um, you know, my take on reflecting on the time that sh- they spent there, it was like their, their, their messy healing time. Lots happened for them. Um, and Colleen is going to be joining me for a series of conversations around the healing process um, and specifically her healing process and how um, we can hold these dualities. Um, things don't always have to be black and white. There's a lot of gray and well, there's just a lot of surrender and well, I'm not going to give too much more away. So um, thanks for joining me again today and stay tuned for more. Hey, Colleen, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing amazing now that I'm here with you. So excited to have you back. I mean, this is not the first time you and I have done this together and yet it feels like brand new and like a fresh start and maybe it's the beginning of the new year with it just being the spring equinox and such but like I feel like this is such an exciting time and I'm so happy that you have chosen to take some time out of your um day your schedule and your life to spend some time with me so thank you so much Yes, um, always. I'm always happy to to take time out of my day to have these conversations with you. Um, and yeah, there's that excitement with spring, that kind of newness, that rebirth, that transition and transformation. So it feels very timely, us having this conversation today. Yeah, and who would have known, right? We didn't know when we were setting it up how timely it actually is. But um, so let me tell you guys a little bit about Colleen. Colleen is, um, you know, I'll give you her stats. She's a Gemini. And I don't have to tell you anything else. That's it. She's a Gemini. (laughs) Just kidding. No, she's a Gemini. She's a manifesting generator. She is um, a 6'2 with her profile. But beyond all of that awesome energy. And I probably from now on should like let people, if they know them, share it with me instead of me speaking for them. But she's one of the most creative, nurturing, kind mm, souls that I've ever met. Um, She's like just pure of heart. And, you know, it's interesting because I met Colleen. How old were you when I met you? 12 years ago? okay say the age 28 yeah around then I was trying to think of yeah so you know what yeah what's funny for me and it's it's not funny but this is just how I have always existed in time like I just always assumed we were all the same age right like I just never really was like oh I've got 10 years on this woman (laughs) like it just never even 
occurred to me. Um, so I feel like, and I, and I only bring that up because like, I've known, like, I remember being 28 and I then think about how I, how you were when I met you and I'm like, wow, just so much wisdom and growth already in your 28 years. And yet I feel like I've kind of watched you grow up for the past 10 years. I know. And I don't mean that to sound like uh, demeaning or anything, but I've just seen you like really step into yourself and really own this like kindness that you have as an offering to the world um, and not carrying it as like a burden of, oh, this is how I am, but this is like just innately just your gift to the world. And the more, and particularly I would say in the past year watching Colleen like step into this like real rooted version of self it's like magic has just appeared oh are you trying to get me to cry right off the uh, bat <laughs> I mean you can cry it's okay it's okay uh, oh thank you that was... yeah thank you yeah you know I think everybody needs a good intro at least once in their life right mm-hmm. to just have someone just I know how it feels when I receive great intros. So like, I always love to give a good intro and it, you know, I, nothing scripted here uh, on the pod. We're all just free flowing. So that just came straight from my heart to you Mm -hmm. and you're such a gift. Um, And I could just sit here for the next 45 minutes and just go on and on and on (laughs) about this, but that's not why people tuned in, but maybe they would love to listen to me. It's kind of like AMSR, like me just talking about Colleen is like, really like (laughs) some weird thing. Okay. I'll stop. Um, don't know where all this came from. So, Colleen, why don't you? Uh, well, so you know, we're we're talking about, you know, a couple. The topics aren't like as straightforward. Some of the other series that I'm doing with people are like around money and around mental health and around, um, you know, m- bankruptcy and their and the path to like healing that and ours is going to be like more on these like softer topics that don't there's no real big great way to for me at least to describe like the journey and the conversation that we're going to be having so I'm going to let you share with everybody where we're going to go and what we're going to start talking about today and why like why did what brought you to this feeling that you needed to talk about this Yeah, I, so when we were scheduling time to talk and it's like, okay, what do we talk about? And it's like, you know, my mind can go to it in a thousand different directions and really just sitting with it. My family and I are about to embark on a big move um, from Colorado back to Virginia. And I was in a different space with it. And I reflected back to a time when we moved from New York to Colorado and of everything that I was feeling about it and moving through. And I was, I had this awareness that it felt different. And so it started kind of coming up for me, this idea of both and um, this idea of leaving Colorado or moving to a a different place. Um, There was a sadness because we've built community here. I have my practice here. Um, And at the same time, there's so much excitement, like collectively in my family pod, if you will, 
there's that excitement, like there's that sadness to go. Cause like, there's just really amazing things that we've um, experienced here. And then also we knew we were being called to go. So then there was that excitement and I could hold these two this time a little bit differently um, where it's like, I can feel this sadness and also the excitement and be totally here holding both of these and feel more at peace with it. Whereas before, and this is reflecting back on the last move from New York to Colorado, I wasn't sure what to feel. It was like, there was just this immense grief um, and you know, there was that little bit of like, oh yeah, we see potential there. We're moving towards something. It was hard for me though, to find that, that middle space with it to where I could feel peace holding these two seemingly opposing ideas, um, you know, in my hands and my heart and kind of how I was feeling. And I look at that throughout my life, right? I, times where it's like, I felt two different things. And I felt like I had to choose one, right? I was either happy or sad. I was either excited or not interested or whatever it may be. And I always, I was reflecting back kind of over the years and it's like, gosh, like how much struggle and resistance I felt because I felt like I had to choose one or the other versus now I've really kind of settled into the space of, oh, I can be here and feel both things. And that's just part of this beautiful, interesting human experience that we're living. Yeah. Um, thanks for sharing that. I think that's just a really interesting, um, it, you know, when I was in coach school last year, it was, it's one of the um, things that we are taught is the and, right? It's both and. Mm-hmm. And, and there I go saying and. Um, and it's really a way where, I think historically and our, our human reaction and maybe how we were taught to speak about things was, I like this, but, (laughs) and it's the, but that totally negates it. And it's the, but that makes it like, you got to pick which side is it going to be you're in or, but what, right? Like, why not? Like what's, what's wrong? Like, um, you know, and, and you know, and many of you who have t- tuned in thus far will know that, like, you know, I've really spent the past three years in an interesting conundrum of a health space, seemingly for no really good reason, other than you know, you start to learn things about your body when you actually have things come up for it, if you're really paying attention. And I, I made a post a couple of weeks ago because I had seen people in person for like the first time in a while, a couple of weeks ago when I taught yoga and everyone was like, how are you? How's your feeling? And they were specifically returning, referring to my hip. And it's such a messy answer. Cause it's mm-hmm. not just one thing. Like I can't just be like, Oh, it's good. Cause it's not just good. It's good. And it's been really hard, but it's not been hard in the ways that you're just going to assume it's been hard. It's been, yeah. and in that hardness, it's been beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. 
So talk about the first time, like when you, when you were making this move from New York to Colorado, like what was coming up for you? Why, you know, what do you, what did, what did, how did it feel? Like you, you keep saying, you know, it felt different. It felt different. Like, do you remember what that felt like and what that, that struggle point was for you? There is definitely an internal resistance, a tugging back and forth, like an agitation almost. Mm. because we are our plan, right? I say our plan, which, you know, sometimes other things happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Our plan was to stay in New York. That was kind of where we were going to stay for a while. And then different circumstances happened to where we had to kind of decide, like we have to move somewhere else for Mm -hmm. uh, a job. So it was like in that space, I think there was a resistance to, now we have to change course and do something different. Right. So I was in that Mm -hmm. space of like, we were kind of set up, we were building community. We were kind of doing our thing. Things were good. And then it's like, and then we, you know, decided that it was time that we had to make a decision to move. Um, and we decided Colorado, um, and it was like, we've always wanted to live in Colorado at some point in our life to experience it. We felt drawn to it. Like mm-hmm. for some reason, I, I don't know. We just kind of felt that. So we're like, let's go. So there was that like draw to move. Like, yes, I can see the potential in this. And I think it could be really good. Now's the time. Right. But then there was that, Oh, but, but our plan was to be here and we, you know, made, that decision just with the circumstances at the time. So it was like that internal struggle of, okay, I can be sad. I can grieve this experience here, like of leaving New York and leaving kind of what we thought our life was going to be like. I can grieve that and also be excited because I feel like I was kind of tethered to one end of that. And so that's what created the resistance and that internal struggle versus just honoring both things and just sitting with it and allowing it to move through my body process it, mm-hmm. all of the things. So I think it was just that internal struggle of, well, I'm here. Like I didn't realize that I could be in both places and hold two things at the same time. So your, your move from New York was more filled with the, I can't be excited about this because I'm grieving. Yes. I don't want to go almost like. Yeah. Talk to me about like what emotions were coming up for you. I think um, if I were to reflect back at that time, it, it was like, right, we we have these things where we can envision a life for ourselves. And I know all too well, right, that things sometimes twist and turn in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, having that openness about it. I think at that point in time, we had just, um, we had sold a business. We were like, doing things in our life that we thought were going to like really um, speak to what we want to offer the world. And so it was that feeling of, Oh, kind of it's, I mean, the thing that keeps coming up for me is loss, Mm. that loss that, you know, I say grieving, right. We can grieve many things, but I think it was that sense of loss of like, oh, well, this is this picture we painted Mm -hmm. and we kind of abruptly had to change course and go a different direction. So it was that um, feeling. 
So it sounds like this change wasn't necessarily like a desired change. Correct. It wasn't. It was something that kind of came up and we had to make a decision. But really, when I look at it all and I look at the whole picture and I Mm -hmm. reflect back, like our year in New York was a time that I healed a lot of my um, um, kind of things that I've been working through, like, and really started to feel better. Like it was like that tipping point. So it's like, I look at it now, like that year was like that transition, that healing to prepare us for this time. And then now that we've been out in Colorado, it's like, ah, I get it. Like our time here has been expansive healing. It's kind of shown us what's possible in like a different way with a different perspective. And it's like, all makes sense. It's like, it's like, you get to the point where it's like, okay, you've, you've learned the lesson and you feel that piece of, and it's time for the next chapter. So I think that's why it feels different too. And then also being in the space of just honoring the feelings. And, and I felt that too, even along, there's lots of different moments on the healing journey of healing, chronic illness, chronic pain. Um, and, you know, we, some of you may have heard this before healing is not linear. Rarely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like, okay, you go from point A to B, you just follow this path and you'll, you'll get there. It often looks like it goes over here and there and it twists and turns and scribbles and then it stops and then it pops over here and there. Um, but this idea of like being in the space of being hopeful and, and seeing that there is that light at the end of the tunnel and also like being in it, like just like feeling in it and being okay there. So if you were to compare and contrast where you were when you were making the decision to leave New York and head to Denver and where you are now, what would you attribute? Like, what are the tools? What are the things that you've done to get you in this place where you can be, or, or is it just such a different move that you're able to hold the space? Like, I know that can be true too. Um, however, you know, again, going back to, like you said, I feel really called to like speak about this now because I feel like I'm in a different place. I mean, it sounds like you've alluded to that New York was healing something for you. Um, how did that play a role in it versus where you are now? Like, what's the, what was, what's the switch? What's the thing that brought you to this point now? There are many things. I think if I look at the two, um, mm-hmm. where we were like four years ago, plus when we were moving here, um, it almost felt like, even though we had a choice, right? We had a choice of where we could move. We had a choice of, you know, what do we do at this point? Mm-hmm. It felt more like we just had to decide like right now, because this big thing was happening and we had to like make that quick decision. Whereas I feel like now that we're here in Colorado and we're shifting, it's like, it felt like a longer, like the completion of a chapter, like we could kind of integrate it and feel it. And, and I think it's coming from that different place, even Mm -hmm. though I think both were part of our journey at that time and Mm -hmm. both were needed and we had to make that decision 
I wouldn't trade being out in Colorado for the world. Right. But at that moment I was like, Oh, but it feels like we were kind of like being pushed into like making this move from like another, um, something outside of our control. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one is we're kind of, um, in this space of surrender of kind of really feeling into, okay, where do we want to be next? What's our next chapter? Like Mm -hmm. individually, um, as a couple, as a family unit, like where can we see ourselves? And we thought about moving a little while ago, we decided to stay. And it's like, and once we've kind of let go and surrender into that space, things just started opening up that it's like, you just can't deny. I mean, you can't deny it. Right. But it's like Mm -hmm. in your face, like, hello. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's right here. You Mm -hmm. can ignore it or you can kind of really just lean into this rhythm and flow. So. Yeah. So I'm almost hearing you say like decisions and, and maybe we can have a really interesting conversation around this, right? Because what I'm almost hearing you say is when this decision felt like it wasn't yours, like you weren't in control of it, it was almost easier to kind of get mad at the decision. Whereas now the decision's within your control. And so you're having more acceptance, more surrender to it, right? Um, And I think that the bigger conversation really is around adopting, adapting to this latter um, thought process, even when something is out of control. Like if I were to liken it to um, just everything that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. I didn't choose this. I chose none of this, right? That's happening inside of my body. Now, there's lots of people out there who might debate that was like, oh, Marsha, it might have been, you know, the food that you ate when you were a younger child. It could be, sure, it could be all of those things, right? It could be a magnitude of things. However, I did not choose to be inside the body the way it's existing right now. In fact, all the things, and I, you probably would say this was true about you and all of your decisions with your family, all the things that I do in my life would, sometimes people get surprised that I have so many issues because on paper, I do everything right. And right is um, subjective because every single body needs different things for their body. So if you could say, like, what would the teaching, what's the lesson for someone? Because it's not always going to be within our choice of something that's happening. In fact, you know, there's that big thing, big saying, like, things don't happen to you, they happen for you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you could look back at four year ago, younger Colleen and Jay, and what would be that message while all of this is going on around them and you're looking at them now with this inner wisdom of how it feels different to hold the both hand, what would you, what would you teach someone who's going through something seemingly out of their control? I think the thing that keeps coming up to me and it seems really overly simplistic (laughs) is um, to trust Mm. 
to trust without an agenda, mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I think when we were, you know, moving out to Colorado, there was like, I, I was like, okay, there's a part of me that felt like, okay, this could be a good thing. But I think the trust was not there because I was so anchored in the grief and, you know, this loss mm -hmm. of what we thought life was going to look like. Um, whereas like, if I'm like, okay, now I'm here in Colorado and we're moving to Virginia, that mm -hmm. is the thing that is different. This trust, mm -hmm. we are going through the motions where we're feeling into it or like, does this feel right for our family? And then trusting, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that the home that we're that's best for our family for our highest good is being prepared for us like mm -hmm. so I think that has been the biggest thing because there are many times where I'd like kind of go into that state of like overthinking of that fear of that mm -hmm. uncertainty and then it's like okay trust right like mm -hmm. take the breath be here now and just allow things to, mm -hmm. to continue to unfold um with the process yeah. So it's almost like I'm hearing this concept that we teach in yoga over and over and over again is to practice this non-attachment. And it's almost mm -hmm. as if we want to get attached to it being one way, like, oh, we have to move because this is happening to us and like, let it be like almost this anger moment or frustration, mm -hmm. or then you hold this you just hold attachment and I'm not putting, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just trying to paint like a picture yeah. of, you know, um, oh, I got sick because of, you know, this. And it, it, the, these things very well could be the catalyst for what is happening. And mm -hmm. can you see how this may be exactly the right thing for you and your family? Like, right. Like, it, cause, yeah. cause again, you're sitting here talking about like, and I can now that you're saying things like you can see that the past four years have really been this beautiful journey for you guys. And mm -hmm. it was never your ending point. Like it was never, right. um, it was never meant to be, but maybe somewhere in the back of your head, you're like, okay, we're leaving New York. We're going to, and this is it. Like, this is like final destination. Maybe, even, maybe it was unspoken and you weren't really even thinking about it. And it had always been a dream and a vision. So, you know, this to me is just this big conversation around, and you said it, right? Trust. Um, and where I think we have a tendency to lose trust is because we are attached to outcomes, goals, and what's next. And we forget to just be completely present and what we're going through in that moment in time. Yeah. So wouldn't you say the growth really comes from um, and getting to the acceptance of the both and because I I mean, I guess I can say it for myself too, right? And and then I would love to hear you chime in. It's like, I don't know if like five years, if I was five years ago, if I was going through what I'm going through right now, if I would still be sitting here going, oh, I can see like, I can see the beauty of what I'm learning. I am learning so much about the body. And I, and I feel like I continue to be given gifts from the universe. This isn't my first rodeo with like my body doing something that the medical community just kind of shakes their head and goes, don't know, don't know, right? After every test has been run, after everything's been tried and they're just like, but you got to get back to that trust for yourself, right? But mm -hmm. I don't know if even five, six years ago, I would have been as comfortable in it as I am right now. And trust me, I still have my days and I have my moments where I have my breakdowns, right? Like I'm not right. sitting here saying it's all 
roses, but I'm able to be like, yep, it's the both and it's crappy on some days and it's absolutely beautiful and amazing on other days. Yeah. Would you say that it's a growth process and it's almost like it's, it's practice. It's practice getting to this both and place. It is practice. It's with anything, right? Like if we have a certain belief or a way of doing things, right. It's like that unlearning to relearn that Mm. like, you know, it it could be with habits. It could be with so many different things, but seeing both of these together, like it's, to me, it's like, it just feels like Mm -hmm. grace. Uh, (laughs) It's like, I could really think of that because I look at like my whole life and I've always been the kind of person kind of like, you know, kind of, I can find the middle ground. I can see different perspectives or like, you know, I can, and see how this could be good and this could be good. And, and then like, even in like some of like my formal training and studies, like really like feeling connected to traditional Chinese medicine and yin and yang. And it's like, if you look at the yin yang symbol, right, you've seen it, you have, you know, the black section and there's white within it. And then you see the white section Mm -hmm. and the black Mm -hmm. is within it. Like they both contain each other, the Mm -hmm. yin, like the fire, the, this aspect contains Mm -hmm. this more quiet yin aspect and the same thing for the other side. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I come back to that because it's like, ah, it's like these light bulbs went off. Like that's why I've connected to different things that hold these two ideas like they're they're together it's part Mm -hmm. of this um experience we're living you can feel this and that and you can you know with time and and grace and trust and all the things feel that sense of peace with these two happening and sometimes it shifts right it might be heavier on this side or heavier on the other side and and just allowing ourselves to feel it um Mm -hmm that kind of goes into some of the somatic work that I've, I've learned about, like feeling into it. Like it's all valid. Mm-hmm. All things are valid. All of the feelings, the emotions, it's all part of it. And can we allow ourselves to see these things, whether it's two opposite ideas or feelings or many, can we mm-hmm. see them and be more of the witness and observer than mm-hmm. like just letting it kind of like, tug us back and forth so yeah and you know as you were talking it's you know I I I sometimes love my coach training and then sometimes I can't stand it because I'm always listening for the what's being unspoken so what I'm hearing that's kind of unspoken in this whole message is when you practice and you keep developing these skills, you kind of, you're able to finally get to the place where you're able to tune out all the external noise. Right. Um, I mean, I kind of recall your move to Colorado and one of the conversations that between you and I was about perception, right. The optics of you Mm -hmm. going right. Mm -hmm. And, and I know for myself that when I can remove like worrying about what are other people going to think, how are other people going to feel? What are other people going to say about me doing this? You mm-hmm. can just real get real clear and be like, this is, this is what it is. Yeah. It kind of sucks, but it also is great. And I just said sucks. Not like that's not the highest vibration word in the whole wide world, but we do go through these moments of being like, yeah, I can see how this seems confusing to you. And it's the right thing for me to do right now. 
I can see yeah. this and I can see that. And, and it is such a capacity that, um, you know, I think as human beings, we need to practice more of the world is not black and white. I mean, you yeah. remembered, I mean, you and I spent so much time in training yoga teachers together, right? And everyone just wanted like, what's it supposed to feel like? How am I supposed to be doing it? Is this right? And it's like, I don't know. How does it feel? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. This is, this is the only alignment for every That's, single yes. body on yes. the planet. Like this is yes. how you have to do this. Pose. Yes. This is right. This is wrong. It's Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the big teachings that I always carry through was like, if somebody looks like they're in danger, that's when you help them. Right. Otherwise, all these words that we speak as teachers, as guys, just let them pass through you and how it hits your body, it hits your body. And then you're doing exactly what you need to do. Now, if you're causing yourself pain, stop, right? Listen, ask a question. Somebody can probably visually help you, but this, but just this idea that, um, I think the both and is really uncomfortable for a lot of people because we really do want to get into why and you having this like real good, clear answer and us, you, me, the world feeling that pressure of if I don't have a diagnosis to tell you that's wrong with me, if I don't have a really good solid reason for why I'm moving, then I somehow have like failed the test. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Right. We have to, we need something to like, to grab onto, if you will, yeah. like, like a, um, a, a, this is it. This is the yeah. thing. This is the why this is that yeah. versus sometimes you just know, Yeah, you just, you just know. And, um, and it's like, that's so important. I think when you look at all of these things and like really getting into the feeling behind it, like when we would teach, you know, people who were in yoga teacher trainings, mm -hmm. like kind of coming full circle and back to like this moment of like, how does it feel in your body? Mm -hmm. like, how does it feel when you do these things? Like mm -hmm. when you're making a decision to go somewhere and you have all this outside noise, yeah. what if you could just suspend that in time and space and then pause and go to your heart, like really get quiet and listen to that voice within? Cause we all have it. It's there, mm -hmm. right? It's it's a matter of kind of um, getting reacquainted with it at times, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes the outside noise can get so loud. But when we're in these moments of, okay, you have all these different perceptions and ideas, it's like, oh, come back to our hearts, listen in. And it's like, oh, I can feel these two things. I can move forward. And mm -hmm. I don't have that like attachment of worry of what other people are thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it becomes a sense of freedom mm -hmm. and, and you use the word surrender, right? Yeah. So if you were to share one nugget of advice, of course, it's just you giving away free advice. People can take it or leave it, right? Around getting to this point quick, faster for yourself, right? What would it like? What would it be for someone tuning in, right? If our if our mission here is to uh, 
help other people maybe get to this moment a little bit faster for themselves? I'll offer um, in those moments of like, you're kind of in the middle of things or trying to find that clarity or, or wanting to move forward to something. I would offer to get quiet mm-hmm. and that, that could be sitting, it could be lying down, it could be going on a walk, you know, in nature, like it could be whatever helps you to like get quiet and to really like feel into yourself and like, you know, kind of be in that space. So to get quiet, tune in to kind of what is going on or like if there's a thing you're you're feeling like you need clarity on or whatnot, but tune into how it's making you feel like if you go this way or that way or decide this route and tune into how you're feeling and really get quiet so that you can listen in because we have that voice that is, is that intuition. We all have it. Intuition isn't just for some, but not others. It's for Mm -hmm. all of us. If we can just get quiet, you know, allow the noise to kind of um, just kind of step away from the noise a little bit so we can really listen in, get into the feeling of it and listen into that, that voice within. Mm, Love it. Thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So this wraps up our first of uh, three conversations that Colleen and I are going to be having about really, um, you know, trusting and listening to um, these inner voices, these inner whispers. Um, Next time we're going to dig in a little bit to talking about um, the wisdom of the body. So, and the, the healing path. So I'm not going to give too much away, but um, if you're excited to hop forward and tune in, then go ahead and do it. I think they're all going to be up at the same time. I'm saying this a little proactively. We'll see how things go with my editor, but um, stay tuned for more, tune in for more. And if you guys love it, share it. And if you want to leave us a review and Hey, we'll talk to you guys soon. Go be magic.